Hey everybody, welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today's bonus feat, we have a very special treat for you. We're going to be playing Ashen Stars. Uh, it's an investigative game using the gumshoe engine set in the wilds of a semi-settled space. So that's pretty cool. Uh, before we get more into it, let's uh, introduce uh, our guests and folks and uh, their characters. Uh, hey, Keith. Why don't you tell the people who you are and, and what you do and a little bit about who you'll be playing today. Uh, hi, my name is Keith Carberry. Um, I am one half of Run Button. We do Let's Plays. at You can find that at runbutton.net. And then I also am on and produce the actual play podcast Friends of the Table where we play Dungeon World. Awesome. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Keith J. Carberry. And uh, when you say one half, you mean this is like the 51% kind of half, right? Come on. E e yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is, it's the polite half. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> the half with the tiebreaker vote. Mm -hmm. The yeah. royal half. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do insist that he call me the Archduke. <laughs> Here you go. And uh, who will you be bringing to the table? Uh, my, I, I'll be playing uh, the character Jackets O'Tarker, who is a uh, uh, a uh, is a pilot, um, a pilot and operations officer, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he's kind of I would call him like a uh, a a dangerous goofball, uh, maybe a goofball until the second where it's too late for you to have noticed that he was dangerous. Nice, nice, that'll be fun. Uh, Gnome, you're from the regular crew. Do people know you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Probably. Uh, who are you going to be playing today? Uh, I'm going to be playing as Julius Joestar, who is one of the last of the Vasmal, which were a species that used to control the entire galaxy until a weird psychic time accident happened, and now they're all these they're these like three foot tall blue people that are all mm -hmm. sickly and barely alive. Um, yeah. Uh, imagine the Q continuum, but now in dumpy little useless bodies. Yeah. Yeah. We used to be like gods, and now we're just kind of weird psychics with powers that only work some of the time. <laughs> okay, and what do you do on the ship? Uh, he is the medic, because he thought humans were interesting and relatively easy to fix, um, <laughs> comparatively. So he's going to be keeping everyone alive, and his thing is that he's... He's, like, kind of surly. Um, he doesn't like you all that much, but, you know, you're better in one piece than you are in several pieces, last he checked. Cool. Uh, our second very special guest for this game is Mr. Philip Kolar. Hey, Phil, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. So happy to see you here. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. A, a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Phil was supposed to be on our Worldwide Wrestling episode but fell ill the very same day we were recording. Yeah, I, I uh, was very sad to miss that, as I am kind of a wrestling junkie. But uh, but happy to make it up for you here, because I, I like this setting as well. Um, and what, was your the, primary, uh, what was your primary symptom? Because I'd like to request that when you do appear on a Worldwide Wrestling episode, you are themed after that symptom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, I, had, I had a flu, so... Achy? Were you achy? I was achy. I was definitely achy. There were some aches. I'll make you achy. I'm the flu. I'm gonna make you ache. I'm gonna... This, the achy shaky heart. This could be a thing, yeah. But... I'm the flu and I'll put you in bed for a week. <laughs> That's actually mostly just romantic, but... <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you do out in the great wide world? Uh, I am an editor, a senior editor at Polygon.com, which is a website where we write about video games and sometimes things that aren't video games as well. Um, I mostly do reviews uh, of video games, but I also am doing a lot of video stuff now. Mm -hmm. Lots of lots of Let's Plays. Um, lots, of, lots of cool stuff. I, I have fun. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash pcoler, if you want to follow me there. Would you say that you're like a duke of Polygon or a baron? Um, I did also request that they call me the Archduke and put that also on my, my business cards. All right, um, we have two Archdukes here with us today. I, well, Wait, I, I should two? clarify, I almost got laid off. I almost got laid off. Okay. When the, when I requested that, they were like, no, we're not really comfortable. You're kind of freaking everyone out. All right, well, then one and a half. One and a hopeful <laughs> Archdukes. Okay, uh, Sir Kolar, uh, who will you be playing? Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your character. Sure. Uh, my character is named Bentley Rudkin. 
Bentley Rudkin. Bentley Rudkin. Uh, he's a human. He is the uh, technical officer as well as the weapons officer on the ship. Um, and uh, the 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 backstory with Bentley Rudkin is that uh, he uh, is fresh out. He's new. He's new to the crew. Uh, in keeping with the fact that, as I've mentioned previously, I, I, I haven't played a pen and paper RPG before. This is literally my first time ever. Um, I'm I'm a rookie. So is Bentley Rudkin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's new. He's he's uh, excited to be here, but a little bit terrified that he's going to fuck everything up. <laughs> of course. Uh, that brings us to another person from our regular stable, Nate slash Ambisagris. Uh, How y'all doing? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. I will be playing. Uh, God, I don't even remember what his name is, which is saying something because he's essentially just the most normal person in space. <laughs> He is so normal that it is unusual. Uh, uh, Norman. Yeah, okay. That's that's his name. Yep. Norman Average. I like it. I like that, actually. Um, that's pretty good. I'm going to use that. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm the mechanical engineer on the ship. I just I keep things running. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, you keep things running at a perfectly average rate of speed. Completely average. <laughs> It's not bad, but it's not especially good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ix, another one of our regular contributors. Who do you have for I've us been, tonight? I've been giving it a lot of thought, and I think I'd like to be a liege. Okay. <laughs> my, my liege. Thank you. Um, I will be playing as a Cybe. Uh, the Cybes are... They were originally cybernetic humans. Uh, then to varying degrees, there are cybes that are more robotic and cybes that are more human. And depending on which cybe you talk to, they might consider one or the other superior. Uh, my cybe doesn't really worry much about his place in si- their place, excuse me, in cybe society. Uh, they're more on the robotic side. They were just a normal, ordinary foot soldier in the war, though. For this particular class of foot soldier, the forgetfulness that everyone experienced about the war was a lot more, shall we say, hands-on memory boards being ripped out of soldiers. Oh dear. So, after the war, they have taken on the name Eos, and they worked for a time as a private detective, and now they've been taken on by the crew of the ship as the face, the the cultural and communications officer. Awesome, awesome. They're just a nice guy. Rounding out the crew uh, of the... It it has a name, I promise. We just haven't said it yet on recording. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Rounding out the crew of the ship is uh, another of our regular stable, Drackle. Drackle, tell us who uh, you'll be playing. I am playing uh, Katya, a... I can't pronounce this word, but it's the bug people. (laughs) Sure. Exactly. No one's supposed to be able to pronounce it. That That's thing. the joke. Katja is the security officer and backup weapons officer on the ship. Uh, also the Stratco, short for strategic commander. Uh, yes. These ships are run uh, uh, democratically, but... Oh, that's right. Yes. They're, they're uh-huh. analogous to the command role of a captain. Even though without, you know, having an actual rank. Being democratic. But yes. Uh, I am <laughs> essentially a space cop. Isn't it funny that you're the strat the the stratco, but Norman's the stat quo? <laughs> and we're done before we begin. That's that's great. Okay, well, see you later, folks. <laughs> I, I'm a cultural officer. I can't believe we won. And uh, who who would like to uh, who'd like to tell the folks at home the name of the ship? I me. Yeah. Yes. I would like to humbly present our illustrious ship, the Benedict. Awesome. Mm. The Laser Benedict. The Laser Benedict. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you are a laser crew. Lasers uh, are the name and the setting for freelance law enforcement uh, individuals such as yourself. So before we start playing, uh, Ashen Stars has a rather fully developed setting. It actually won a an Ieni award for its setting uh, when it came out. So somebody liked it. Somebody other than me. Uh, that is Somebody to say, with authority sounds like. Uh, 
I mean, they are voted on by the public, so a lot of people. And I always, when I say other than me, I mean in addition to me, because I didn't vote that There's shadowy poll-controlling lizard people, but one of the lower-ranked lizard people who only controls, you know, like, polls for games. But the point is, it's the a good setting. Is, it is. It is. Uh, the backstory is that there was, and remains, the Combine, but there was a utopia period when uh, we when the Combine was beyond scarcity and just life was beautiful and wonderful. Uh, they had some skirmishes at their borders with, with uh, other uh, powers across the galaxy, but life was good. Then the Molar War began and uh, raged for seven years. Uh, during this time, the Daru, one of their former enemies, uh, allied with the Molar, then uh, went turncoat and joined the Combine. Uh, very shortly after the war ended, but nobody knows how. And nobody really remembers what the heck a Molar is, except by reputation and by the clear evidence of their galaxy-wide uh, uh, devastation. Uh, this mysterious loss of memory, records, and all sorts of information is called the Bogey Conundrum. Uh, meanwhile, everyone has been trying to recover over the last seven years, and what was a utopia is now uh, retreated into the core while the edge, uh, the, the settlement areas, are in near lawlessness, which is why they need freelance folks like yourselves, like the players and other laser crews, to try to keep uh, some semblance of order and safety uh, because the Combine can't do it itself anymore. I'm sure order and safety will become the words that everyone associates us with. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so that's uh, uh, the basic bullet points. Some other things that happened following the war are some space weirdness that turned the uh, nigh-omnipotent energy beings, the Vazkra, into the lumpy blue Vazmal, including Mr. Joestar, our medic. And shock troops being loaded up with so much uh, cybernetic enhancement, they now consider themselves a separate species, uh, like our Hailer Eos. Hello. Hello. So that was all about seven years ago. So let's figure out what's going on today. Uh, we start with uh, the ship, the Lasers Benedict, uh, dropping from translight uh, to low shift uh, in orbit around... Ares 3, and uh, somebody, I think it would be uh, Jackets, has the uh, uh, contract briefing. This contract came in from the Central Authority, and they've basically got a job they want you to check out, and they're going to pay cash money for it as soon as things are uh, sufficiently resolved. Uh, three days ago, a distress call was issued from a Combine installation, Environmental Base Alpha-1, on the planet Ares-3, the planet below you. Uh, so, what do you do with that information? Well, I would suggest that first off we land. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good start. Uh, no no one else is going to ask anything about the information you have? Yeah, what, do we know anything about the distress call? Sure, sure, sure. I guess, sure. do I know anything about the distress, talk, the distress call? I've got it in my hands. <laughs> uh, um, asking about the distress call. Do, do, do. You know that... Uh, who's got some bureaucracy? Uh, I've probably got uh, tons of that. I, I have, yeah, I have two in great bureaucracy. Okay. Your bureaucracy tells you, for one thing, that uh, Alpha 1... The, that environmental base means it's the first combine base to be established on this planet. Uh, presumably, uh, it's the first post-war uh, mm. base to be established in a re-colonization uh, attempt. Uh, and so since it's a combine base, we can assume that it's probably like a safe place to land. Like we're not going to land in front of, like in the middle of people that are trying to get at us. Well, the distress call might uh, make you think there is something going on wrong there. Right. Uh, Actually, I'm just noticing that I have an investigative ability that might matter here, too. Yeah? Uh, energy signatures. Could I, like, detect where that's coming from? Specifically? Narrow it down a little? Uh, you see with your energy scan that the whole world is covered in a... Uh, the, the ion sphere... The ionosphere is not really 
being normal right now. In fact, there is evidence of uh, something strange. There's lightning storms. It's really interfering with your equipment. That bodes well. Now, Eos, uh, knowing his Combine history, knows some things about Ares III. Uh, for one thing, it's located here in the Aventine Cluster, and it was once prosperous and heavily populated. Uh, it was one of the earliest Combine colonies established in this region of space. Uh, it evolved into a thriving financial resort, uh, manufacturing, data services hub from its beginnings as a, as a mining outpost. And one of the first military engagements against the Molar occurred here, long before the war. They, they scored a decisive victory, which led to the Molar disappearing for roughly a generation. Hmm. All right. Is there any way that the current distress call could be in any way related to the that that caused it to disappear the first time around? Or does that seem pretty unlikely, considering the Molar, Molar are no longer around? Yeah, they should no longer exist, as far as everyone knows. They should no longer exist. Yeah. So, uh, is it... Uh, is it- is it possible for me to use my biosignatures? Biosignatures? Uh, or is that not possible? Using your, not do, doing a bioscan on the planet for biosignatures, you can see there are tens of thousands of sentient humanoids on Ares 3, uh, and hundreds in the region of uh, these certain ruins. You can see that almost all humanoid life is clustered on the edges of uh, ruined cities. I don't think we'll get much more out of this until we land, though. It is a little bit suspicious, I suppose, that a distress beacon would be so vague. Yeah. Like, I couldn't pinpoint where it was specifically it was coming from, which is not a great thing. <laughs> you know the uh, location of the environmental base. Uh, as you're all moving on from reading your contract and, and doing those initial scans... Uh, Eos notices a ship dropping into low shift uh, near you. Uh, well, I want to immediately bring this to everyone's attention, and let's see. I'm not. I don't think I have much. Maybe data retrieval for figuring out information on this ship. If there's any sort of markings or names on the outside hull. Sure. Uh, you can identify it as a hauler. So presumably here to pick something up and take it somewhere else. Presumably. Uh, now is it? Is there any way to tell if it's registered to operate on this planet? I think we'd have to hail him. <clears throat> hey, I'm the hailer. Gotta love me. Uh, now this strikes uh, Norman as odd. You see, no one's supposed to hmm. be... Th- this planet hasn't been cleared for resettlement yet. I mean, that's what the environmental base is all about. Uh, all the newcomers here are committing a regulatory infraction... Not necessarily a crime, but uh, they could face an evacuation order. And so pe- people dealing with them is are probably involved in gray market commerce. In that case, I'd like to wait for the ship to get a little closer to the planet so it's not quite as easily for it to shoot off again and hail them. Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, your ship goes haywire. Uh, your- oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> your pilot so me yeah notices that uh the computer has overridden manual control and is about to execute an attack maneuver uh if completed the hauler will have every reason to defend itself against this unprovoked attack norman please return the ship to average operation <laughs> and do all right. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to make a systems repair test. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to spend any points on that? Okay. This is the part where I'm still a little shaky on this. Like, it says my rating is an eight, and the pool has an asterisk. Okay. That means you have a uh, a boost in that, which means if you spend say two, you actually get a free point. So it will count as if you spent three, or if you spend one, it will count as if you spent two, etc. I'm not sure how many points I have. You have eight. You have a, eight. You're, so my you're rating is it. how many points I have. Right. Your rating is how many points you start with. Your pool is how many you currently have. So the more points I spend, the better chance I have of succeeding? Yes. The basic ro- the basic goal is a four. Yeah. That's the default difficulty. On a D6. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend two points. Okay. What would I need to roll to succeed? One D6. 
And you'll and need to you... do anything better than a one if it's difficulty four. Okay, I rolled a five. Okay, on a nine, you definitely succeed a systems repair test. Uh, this forces forces an emergency shutdown. All non-essential systems are temporarily offline. Uh, that does include the weapons. All right. Does that include anything that for hailing too? Unfortunately, it does. Okay, yeah, it's a non-essential system. In that case, I will try to use the remaining essential systems to keep a close eye on that. Uh, what did you call it? A hauler? Hauler, yes. Okay, I will do my best to keep a close eye on it. Okay. Um, it, do you think it would probably be a good idea to find a place to land and shut this ship off so that we're not, like, attacking people? <laughs> yeah, until full of diagnostics um, can be run, I agree yeah. with that. Uh, I was I was all for waiting until we see what this ship wants, but now that our ship is not entirely under our control, sometimes <laughs> you are able to uh, you you know that leaving the ship as is will allow you to launch a shuttle down to the surface, which is what you would have done anyway. The ship mm. is not rated for atmospheric uh, uh, operation. Okay, uh, and. Leaving it uh, the way it is should be safe because all of your fail-safe measures, uh, your automatic defenses, self-destruct, etc., are uh, uh, within the bounds of uh, essential systems. Saying self-destruct, etc., is nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> that is the actual in-game explanation for why you it's safe to just go down to the planet and leave your mm. ship like everyone does on TV all the time. Right. <laughs> Every shipjacker knows it will just blow up and kill them. That's just the way it works. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate that explanation and having that Seems be there. Like it makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is so, there uh, any... How far away is that other ship that we were looking at, though, before we start landing? Uh, it uh, came in on a similar approach vector to orbit that you did. It uh, is... Uh, you, you can see some activity uh, on its internal lights... Your essential scanners are showing that they're about to... Oh, there it is. They're launching their own shuttle, which, uh, unlike yours, has a giant uh, uh, bulking uh, uh, cargo pod attached to it, being a hauler. I'm asking because while we cannot hail them, I do have farsight, so I could still, like, look at them. Yeah, okay. From closer. Sure. Um, If we could get within, like, five kilometers from them, it's a pretty easy check. you're within five kilometers. Okay. And then I guess I need to get a D6 that's, from somewhere. That's pretty close for outer space. Oh yeah, that's extremely close. So I'm assuming that it's probably a good thing that they're not in their ship at the moment because they that just launched a shuttle. And that giant bulking didn't end with the word gun, and instead <laughs> it was a cargo pod. That's what I was waiting yeah. for. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, I'm going to spend two points of farsight, so I need a two or better to succeed on this. Okay. And I got a two. Alright. So, uh, Farsight is the one that basically just lets you see far away, correct? Yes, I can look as if I was standing anywhere else up to five kilometers away. Okay. You see what looks like a, uh, your standard hauler crew. There is uh, a woman giving orders. She's rather gruff, and, uh, they are loading up medical supplies. There's chatter about uh, the payoff they're going to get once they collect their uh, their payment for this. Okay. I'm mainly suspicious, though, because when we tried to hail them, our systems got hacked, so I just wanted to see if they had any hardware like that. Although, since I'm looking at their seeing medical supplies, hey, that's a skill that I have a lot involved with. Do I recognize those? Uh, these are things that... Uh, th- these medical supplies are pretty darn good quality. You see a lot of drugs for... Uh, uh, radiation poisoning uh, also a lot of stuff for skin irritation uh, okay. but the thing is that these are also some general use kits that are given to uh, settlers and refugees and other people that don't have the resources to make these things themselves okay so from my random guess based on what I've seen with the lightning storms and these kits I have a feeling that there's some atmospheric trouble going down. Like, they're in the environment is unstable down there. That is entirely plausible. However, if there's more than one plausible thing, you need more clues. Yes, I don't have more clues at the moment. 
Um, alright, I'll pull back my Farsight then for now, and I have two points of that spent. Awesome. Um, I'm curious about the shuttle that we're on. Does it have any way of defending itself? Uh, the shuttle that you're on, uh, not really. Uh, okay. Nominally, yes, but if you were face-to-face right. with their ship or anyone else's right. proper ship, yeah, you'd be well outmatched. I guess I was thinking, like, uh, if I guess what I, what I also want to know is if I can recognize the type of shuttle that they're piloting and if that is a thing that could hurt us if they wanted to. I don't think that these people are dangerous. Oh, no. The, their shuttle is much less capable of combat even than their hauler is. Okay. Uh, so it, it's just cargo. Yeah. So the it's hauler like a barge, crew, a space barge. The hauler crew is delivering medical supplies to do with the environment to an official combine base. Uh, so why would something Well, it's like, like medical supplies, like first aid kits supplies. and radiation right. stuff. Remember, you know there's one combine base that sent a uh, distress beacon, and there are in the low thousands of unauthorized settlers on the surface. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I assume it's to them. They're probably not in the most right. good housing if I think we should. Supplies. I think we should keep an eye on the shuttle until we know where it lands, and then land on the base ourselves, since that's where the distress signal is come from. Okay. Uh, watching it go down, you see it go toward uh, that largest um, settlement that uh, around some of the largest ruins. Uh, what else has human history? All of our humans have human history. I have archaeology. I have human history. Yep. Sure. Too. Uh, Phil, you know some things, or let me get your character name. Bentley knows some more things about this planet, uh, doing some research on the way here. Uh, see, uh, Ares 3 was destroyed during the war proper, uh, especially its capital city, Kalopolis. Uh, that's, uh, while some might presume, you know for a fact, that's where the, the largest settlement is in the ruins of, uh, the city of Kalopolis. Uh, it's an uncleared, ungoverned uh, settlement right now, uh, whereas before it was a, a pretty nice place to be as far as this region of space goes. What's Norman thinking? Uh, shrug. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not too interested. Norman's he's, thirsty for a glass He's still whistling to himself and tinkering with various things in the ship. <laughs> So just... to summarize, so summarize now, the hauler is carrying medical supplies to one of the largest unlawful settlements on the planet in the ruins of the former largest settlement, yes. and expecting uh, uh, payment. Expecting payments, yeah. yeah. Now, you also would... said it was like barely unlawful, right? Like this isn't a thing that. Yeah, it's it's, like it's not... they're they're not technically allowed to live here, but they're also not. Breaking I would a law. Assume breaking breaking into someone else's property and living there. Mm. Yeah, this is a squatter's rights sitch. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably they're refugees from somewhere, and then this is just a place where they could be without any trouble. Uh, my problem with that is I'm unsure if refugees would have the money to hire a hauler to bring them medical supplies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, maybe they are being exploited. I think for now we should investigate the distress beacon and right. keep in mind that yeah. somewhere on this planet there is a group that has either enough money or enough pull to have medical supplies hand delivered. Uh, meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that Norman is. When Norman said he was tinkering, is he tinkering with trying to figure out what the heck happened to your ship? Yeah. Or okay. Uh, well, you you see that the method of circumvention is too sophisticated to replicate, uh, and beyond the limits of known computer science. Although the strange thing is that in other ways the the code is archaic, like generations out of date. Uh, so can I uh, can I use my decryption at all to help out with this? Uh, do you also have data retrieval? I mean, you could I, use I decryption. Okay, either way, uh, we can work together. <laughs> uh, you can see that uh, the very old co- code it's built on is of human origin. So. The code that attacked our ship is probably from... Well, it must be from one of the ruins. It's from a pre-war... Presumably from a pre-war time. 
But then so. something happened to make it too sophisticated uh, for the limits of known computer science. Uh, so something down there, something down there is digging up ancient human technology and mutating it, either purposefully or not. And something else, maybe the same thing, is causing the people there to require medical supplies. So I'm going to... This might be a bit of a stretch, but I have a point in archaeology, and I'm going to start thinking along the lines of unlawful archaeology to find relics of some importance and power, and probably enough danger to mutate computer science and require medical supplies. Okay. Uh, well, you know that the Molar War is mysterious enough that anything uh, related to it would uh, uh, fetch a fine price for people right. interested in investigating weirdo stuff like that. And, I mean, since you don't know what they did, you also don't know what they didn't do. Uh, it, yeah. it is in the realm of technical plausibility. Right. Mm-hmm. So... I recommend that we now go investigate the other side of this, the distress beacon, keeping in mind that the cause may be pillagers, unlawful archaeologists searching out something like that in the ruins. Okay. Uh, A shuttle ride will take you from orbit to the planet's surface. Who's going to pilot? I recommend someone with the shuttlecraft skill. I got loads of shuttlecraft. Loads of shuttlecraft. All right. Yeah. I mean, you are the pilot, so this makes uh, yeah. perfect yeah. sense. That checks yeah. out. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the trip is a pretty darn bumpy one. There are all sorts of turbulent air patches, especially through that ionosphere uh, trouble. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, Mr. Joestar once again identifies them as the result of atmospheric damage done during the bombardment. Uh, which sucks. I mean, that must have been a heck of a bombardment considering it happened something like 10, 12 years ago. And it's still making a storm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, there's an unexpected shelf of hyper-ionized air. Uh, the ship is about to go out of control unless a successful shuttlecraft test is made to keep it on an even keel. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend uh, three points. Spend and, three points. Okay. Yeah. Zero. Two, so. so five. Five. That is a success. Uh, with uh, uh, some great exertion and a little bit of nervous laughter, which only serves to make other people even more nervous. Uh, <laughs> Jackets keeps the ship righted and uh, lands... Uh, it, well, gets through the, the turbulence and uh, can cruise through the charred canyons that were once the skyscraper, skyscrapers of Kalopolis. Now, now they call them skyscrapers in the future because they're so big that they scrap the sky into <laughs> junk. Pretty much. And they're also used for scrap. Uh, <laughs> but they're now horribly twisted spires of half-melted hyperalloy. Uh, nice. Whenever a smooth section of roadway or sidewalk appears amid the heaving rubble, you see the greasy smears left by vaporized corpses. A layer of billowing ash covers everything. Less nice. Less nice. Eos probably looks out the window, remembers being a soldier, digitally shudders, and then tries his, tries their best to keep focusing on the notes that they're taking. Uh, having seen a great number of uh, war dead... Uh, technically deleted, but technically not deleted. fully. Uh, Katya uh, can't, can't delete a bug brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> recognizes that much of the ash is organic matter, the remains of millions of people killed during the bombardment. Uh, several miles to the south. Awful waste of good meat. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, there's a grimy, polluted light show of uh, competing radiations and self-devouring subspace rifts. It looks like a constant aurora borealis stained with dirt and vomit. Boy. Ew. Yeah. This book can really paint a picture. I can say that for it. <laughs> <laughs> this place is really gross. Uh, but you know that several miles uh, to the south of the base lies a makeshift settlement cobbled together from partly savage construction materials and partly from prefab imported parts. You see that on your flyby. Uh, are you, do you want to land near there or near the, uh, the environmental base, what, which had the uh, distress signal? Uh, I think the environmental base. I agree, environmental base. Oh. Yeah, um, 
that ra- radiation medicine made me think we don't want to spend too much time out in the storm. That is true. Uh, using your tether, uh, which is your little handheld scanny madu, as a, a conscientious medical professional that you are, to, to scan for radiation, you see that the settlers here are taking their lives into their hands. Uh, you're at no great risk for the few days you uh, estimate this will take uh, at most. However, long-term exposure uh, to the radiation, contaminants, and, and other polluting uh, uh, materials are likely to cause cell mutation, cancer, and a variety of debilitating and life-shortening illnesses. So uh, we don't want to spend more than like two weeks here if we can help it. And perhaps anybody that we run across should be advised to do the same. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not great. Radiation storm. Real fun. You get to the uh, EVE base, short for environmental base, standing in the charred remains of an ancient park. Uh, An eerie quiet, punctuated only by the low hum of electronic equipment, pervades the desolate spot. Again, Katya notices that that's strange, because they knew that Kalopolis was once known for the resounding calls of its avian life. And that's just so many kinds of poultry they'll never get to eat. <laughs> hmm. Are there any of those? Dull. Are there any of those unfortunate stains around here, or is it just too clean and too quiet? No, it it's not that. There are still the the evidence of the many dead in the bombardment. It's just that those stains don't show up as well in charred what used to be grass, rather than charred what still is concrete. Fair. Well, I guess we should go into the base proper. Yeah, Ah, it seems a good start. Okay. There is a guard up around the base, and by guard I mean like a a fence. Uh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) There's a fence, what guards it? Uh, (laughs) Well, in that case, I'd like to put put my point in reassurance to good use. Reassure (laughs) the fence? Do you mean a fence? Reassure the guards. On the fence? As in stanchions that form a perimeter around the base. These project motion-triggered force fields to keep out intruders. That I can't reassure. Oh, so it's like the fire temple thing where you just walk forward between these two pillars and then just a jet of fire shows up except it's a force field. Guards as a verb, not as a noun. Minus Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All this information is being told to you by... This is industrial design, so I'm going to say uh, Bentley. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Eos probably took a few steps forward when they heard guards because they made the same mistake I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I was taking a few steps back for the same reason. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Configured according to the book, I mean, these are pretty standard uh, equipment for for these bases that come out of kits, right? Uh, But configured according to the book, they emit a low-intensity, non-lethal disruption field, the same as the stun setting on on your disruptors, right? Okay. So the worst that would happen is we just fall over and fall asleep. Is there anyone who can figure out um, if if this fence is here by design on the base, or if it is here by an unknown third party? Um, I would assume my industrial design could... uh could go towards that as well oh yeah absolutely you see there's no real sign of activity anywhere around here uh it's the same hard-shelled uh torus which is to say the top half of a donut not an astrological sign uh it's typical prefab product uh as are the stanchions um it's a battered but lovingly maintained all-terrain truck is haphazardly parked nearby uh I would have hoped that the Distress Beacon would at least give us their apartment complex code, but I guess not. Uh, You do have the deactivation codes for the stanchions. Oh, well, goodness, let's just go right in. However, (laughs) when you beam them at the sensors, they do not disengage. Someone has changed the codes. You just keep changing the game on me. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So this fence, does it have automated defenses? Uh, the fence is an automated defense. Uh, yeah, it has guns attached to it. Well, they there are motion-triggered force fields, and as uh, Norman has been pointing out, just because they are supposed to be set to to a knockout setting, any engineer at least as good as him, and even not necessarily as good, could uh, uh, rejigger them to deal lethal damage. Mm. 
Okay, so how does the force field setup work? Are like are they they're just like a bunch of pillars, and then if we get too close to an area between them, they Basically. make a force field. Okay. Basically. Well, I'm pretty athletic, and I'm very small, so I could probably easily climb up one of those pillars, but I don't know if I could do anything once I get to the other side without someone else coming I mean, with Being me. close enough to climb up them is definitely close enough to trigger them. How high are these? Hmm. Uh, they're about ten feet. Um, could, could one of the more mechanical one of, one, one of us just figure out how to shut them off? Like, without uh, this code? Absolutely. If, that'll, be yeah, a, that'll be a systems repair check. Does anyone want to... Give that yeah. a shot? Okay. I can. I got that under control. You're going to yeah. spend any points on this? I'm going to spend uh, one point. Okay. Okay. And I rolled... Oh, I rolled a one. Okay. 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 Plus two is a three, which is still a fail. Yep. Uh, that is a failure. Uh, Norman is going to suffer a shock. Uh, he figures out pretty quick that it was not rejiggered. His his fears were not warranted. Uh, however, he does take a point of damage. Okay. Uh, although you can see that uh, that was the last gasp it had in the middle of uh, uh, getting shocked for his trouble, he did deactivate it. Um, um, yeah, thanks, not, Norman. Not, I try to okay. diplomatically say nice work without drawing attention to the fact that totally beefed it <laughs> i'm gonna roll my eyes and then uh you know check to see if he's okay i'm just gonna I, not even notice that it didn't work exactly as he planned i just blinked <laughs> a couple times i'm gonna use my flattery uh to to uh really trying and uh make him feel better that's nice I don't know. I should have taken some points in bullshit detector. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some points. Uh, zap yourself, kid. Okay. Um, should I roll medic on this wound, or is he fine? Like, uh, is one medic, damage anything worth concerning about? The way about? medic works is it's straight spending. You spend one point to heal two points in someone else. Oh, okay. So he's not. If I spent one point right now, he would heal all of it, and there'd be a wasted point. Which bit. I might as well do. Yeah, just be fine. Okay. I'll spend a point. I have ten points in medic. I can medic you guys all day. <laughs> okay. Let's head on in. Uh, the problem with that is there is something on the door. What's that on the door? What is that on the door? Yeah, I think there's something on the door. Is that something on the door? Yeah, I think we see something on the door. Uh, What's that on the door? Bentley answers your question. <laughs> I'm going to use evidence collection. <laughs> There's a bomb on the other side of the door. A bomb? Oh, I'm glad I didn't knock. On the other side of the door? So so I have explosive devices. Am I able Mm -hmm. to uh, learn anything special about this bomb? Uh, You can tell that this bomb can be triggered from a distance with uh, a disruption pistol. You can, like, shoot the bomb off the door. However, it may destroy uh, any evidence inside. Uh, And... However... You, you can also see that the bomb was slapped together in a very hasty manner, so it may be more difficult than uh, your average bomb to disarm. Uh, it's unstable and is ready to blow up the slightest disturbance. So whoever did this needed evidence from within, or not evidence, they needed something from within, but either it was something that they couldn't actually take and they just needed to know about, or it was something that the absence of would be so obvious that the only way to cover it up was to destroy everything. Uh, Katya finds it more likely that the bomb was set up to prevent anyone from escaping from inside. Oh, do we hear muffled? There is still eerie silence of the the irradiated wind. Uh, Um, Slumped beneath the bomb is a corpse. Hmm. Uh, Are we able to... To get close to the corpse, or is that too close to the bomb? Uh, the bomb is not set off on a proximity detector. Okay. You can tell okay. that from far enough away. Can I uh, use evidence collection? Get anything from the corpse? Uh, absolutely. You see that uh, he, it's a male victim uh, wearing uh, the same white and green uniform of the Combine Science Team, but customized with tool belts and a multi-pocketed vest. Uh, you see that the cause of death was blunt force trauma. Hmm. Um, I would like to use forensic anthropology to get more info on like how he died and uh, stuff. Specifically, or... a claw hammer. 
So that oh. really sucks for him. So like it Ugh. punctured his skull. Oh yeah, it's uh, red and gooey all up in there. Okay. I'm gonna look over there. <laughs> so the bomb is. Uh, he was, was he trying to disarm the bomb and got hit from behind? Uh, it's hard to tell at this point. Okay, well, actually, I could probably tell which direction he was hit from. Like, was he was he facing the person who hit him, or were they see were they behind him? Uh, Clawhammer leaves a pretty distinctive wound. <laughs> uh, it, it looks like it. There was a prolonged struggle. The claw hammer is simply the final blow, and, and you see smaller, uh, you know, contusions and bruising uh, all around the body. Okay, so he was definitely actively in a fight. Yes. Um, what a. Do we know what what kind of skill would be necessary to attempt to disarm the bomb? Uh, that would be systems repair. Systems okay. repair does everything. Um, I have yeah. systems repair with a uh, with a boost. Awesome. So, so maybe, that means uh, you get that. one more point than you spend. So like right. yes. So you'd only need to spend two, and it's an automatic success. Uh, if you're assuming the difficulty is four. Like, right. oh, like okay. I said, this is a ramshackle bomb that's liable to go off. Okay. Before <sighs> before we do anything crazy like try and disarm a ramshackle bomb, I have some points in infiltration. Is there any other way for me to get into the building, whether, mm. you know, climbing up a thing or looking around for another door? Uh, there is a... Uh, uh, as you'd expect for an environmental base, there, uh, uh, there's a very filtered air uh, exchange system. Uh, I could also farsight to just look in the room from here. <laughs> sure, just look through every door. Why don't you farsight does yeah, everything? It it does. <laughs> it's true. However, I don't like. I can't interact with anything, and I don't have any relevant skills for most stuff. So I farsight can't doesn't do work much. for like conversation. Like you can't hear stuff, can you? Um, not really. No, like with okay. those people who were talking before. I assume I just saw them talking. The, yeah, they were making that rub your fingers together. You're super good gesture. at lip reading. We decided. Yeah. That that like yeah, cash money gesture. You, you could tell. All right. Um, let me just find the far sight thing again because there's the difficulty modifier based on how far away the things are, and we're very close. You're right next to this building. Yeah, 500 meters or less gives me plus two to my roll. Nice. So, um, I rolled a four without spending any points. Well, two plus two is makes four. Okay. So you're going to see, uh, uh, in your far sight walking through, you see seven more bodies. Uh, two have been beaten to death. Uh, the rest are burned by a lethal disruption fire. And the seventh has, uh, uh something you can't diagnose just by looking at it. Okay, so are they all humans or cybs or? Uh, they are, and they are also all wearing uh, standard issue uh, combine science team equipment, clothing, that sort of okay. thing. Okay. This this is a special very... tool belt like this guy. So we're a little late on this distress call. Answer. So, whoever set up the bomb trap, did they also then have the knowledge to reinstate the the fence? as decrepit as it was with a new code? It is likely that the fence had just been... was never turned off. Okay. Because, mm. I mean, well, if you go anywhere besides on foot, it's really easy to get around a fence. Yeah. Well, I think... So I've, I've, should we just go ahead and work it. on this bomb? I think we just I want to try to do it. Okay. Who's the best at explosives? I'm going to stand back here. So yeah. it's systems repair is the thing we need. Mm -hmm. What about it? Like would it. explosive devices still help at all? Systems repair is the thing you need. Uh, if you want to spend uh, from your explosive devices pool, I'd allow that to add the same as if it was spending from uh, systems repair. Okay. This sounds like a role you should probably add a lot of points to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend three points. Okay. Mm -hmm. Plus my boost, so that's four. Yes. I'm going to roll right now. I rolled a six. Hell yes. Right? <laughs> uh, describe how awesomely you disarm this bomb. 
Um, I mean, it's no big deal, you know. I just uh, <laughs> I'm a little there, pulled the thing out, tossed it over your shoulder, walked inside. You pulled off one strip. <laughs> of a little nervous tape because I just I'm, fell apart. I know I'm the newest member of the crew, and I know that you guys uh, aren't yet sure if I'm, I'm worth it. You know, you don't know if I can hold up my end of the bargain, and, and I'm basically uh, putting all of our lives in my hands here. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure not to screw it up. Uh, like Joe Star has pulled out some gauze to try to like mop sweat off your brow, and not not even necessary. Not- <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where he like pretends to almost drop it. It's like now, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the door is now no longer booby-trapped. It's uh, Your code to open the door works. That hasn't been changed. <laughs> so, uh, are you going inside the base? I assume so. That's where the clues are. Let's do it. Yeah, we need to go look at the clues. I love clues. I want to look at those clues. All right. Uh, everyone now sees the seven additional dead bodies for a total of eight. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh, getting a closer look, uh, Joe Star sees that the one that didn't have uh, uh, visual wounds uh, is now showing the clear signs of poisoning. Getting, you know, being able to to lift up and move the body, mm-hmm. uh, interact with it. Kinetics. Uh, Katya, as your weapons expert, can sees that uh, can see that the, all the damage around here inside. Uh, there's been heavy damage. Live wires hang from exposed ceiling panels. Lights are flickering on and off. There's scorch marks everywhere. Uh, she identifies these uh, scorch marks being caused by lethal disruption fire. Same as, you know, killing four of the seven inside. Mm-hmm. Can any of us do that old Earth television favorite and figure out if any of the victims put up a fight? I assume my forensic anthropology is mostly good for that, so uh, yeah. I will be analyzing all of their causes of death and anything weird about any of the bodies. Well, you see that all but the poisoning victim died three days ago, uh, which is right around the time, uh, you know, give or take a few hours, frankly, that the uh, distress call went out. Okay. Uh, Makes sense. The poisoning victim shows that the toxin was administered by the uh, asthmatic puncher, you know, that thing you put up to someone's neck and... Psh- Oh, okay. That, that we use instead of needles in, in the awesome future medicine. So, like, it medicine. Might, they might have thought it was medicine. Right. While the poisoning victim lived for uh, a day longer. So, died two days ago rather than three. Maybe that shuttle's full of poison disguised as medicine. Uh, virology. Dude, I, have I have virology. virology. Yep. <laughs> Okay. I also have chemistry. I was thinking of maybe yeah. looking at that. I have a boost in virology. Consul- you're better than me. Consulting, you can see that uh, the toxin was a pure concentrate of an ordinary anti-radiation treatment. Uh, oh, that bodes well. When diluted, it's, you know, anti-radiation drugs, but lethal when undiluted, as you can plainly see from the dead person. Mm-hmm. Well, that may- just made chasing down the hauler a lot more urgent. Yeah, suddenly that seems like something we should be doing now. Hey, you can kill people with penicillin, too. It doesn't mean you should shut down these hospitals. I mean, I get that. I just think that we should <laughs> but check I out still the rest of the space real cargo. quick and go take a look at that cargo, yeah. Okay. Let's. Everybody should probably just... I mean, we don't actually have to roleplay this out, but I'm just suggesting that everybody splits up to do a clean sweep of the place as quick as possible. Yeah. Gotcha. Find any documents that look to be in a special disarray, anything that looks like it might be missing, any large chunks of equipment that may be disconnected and missing, anything like that. And uh-huh. most importantly, any living people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, any living meat must be secured. Okay. While, uh, okay, who's... It, please mm-hmm. tell me if anyone is investigating anything uh, specifically when they're doing their sweep. Um, I have forensic accounting, and I wanted to know if there's anything that I can find that <laughs> that looks like uh, like weird, unusual money changing hands. Okay, okay, that could come up if you're. Uh, are you looking at people's personnel files? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can look looking at the personnel files to see if someone is uh maybe got some side job going on. You can match up the uh people to their bodies uh let me just 
I'm just going to copy and paste this into the chat because it's a lot to read. But for your immediate uh, question, which is to say regarding their finances, uh, you know that uh, Kendra Michi, who is uh, someone who is not in the immediate attack uh, and killed by disruption fire, uh, had a physical altercation with arms dealers uh, operating in the region. So, I mean, that's a side job. That is a side job. Also, uh, Jacka Matt, uh, the survey technician, uh, who uh, was cleared of charges that arose from complicity in smuggling. Okay. Uh, Those are the only... Does it say smuggling what? Uh, It does not. Okay. Um, I would also like to, uh, as I'm looking, use uh, data retrieval, if there's anything else that we can Uh get from that. Looking at the computers, uh, you find the mainframe uh, is seriously damaged, and that every attempt to access it increases the chance of a catastrophic failure. Uh, In other words, you'll only be able to get so much information out before it dies completely. Uh, Now, you can send all the storage media to just, like, download it into your ship computer to be reconfigured, although it may take some time, days or weeks. Uh, If you want to do any data retrieval spends, you can uh, be awesome right now and get some of it without waiting. Sure. How does that work? (laughs) Uh, just spend just a point. tell me you're spending a point. You no longer have that point to spend, but you're still good at data retrieval. You, you just don't get awesome okay. spotlight coolness out of it anymore. Unless you have uh, yeah, more than one do. point, that is. You know? Let's let's uh, spend it. Let's spend that okay. point. Uh, what uh, sort of query are you searching? Oh, boy. Um. While you're ruminating on that, uh, I, believe, <laughs> I believe Katya has uh, set up a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a recreation of the events here. Sure, I'll. Uh, I would like to use my evidence collection, or perhaps would, maybe it would be better to do kinetics. Yes, kinetics is the uh, equivalent of ballistics here. So that's what you're using to. Uh, uh, you've basically made an animatic reconstruction, so people are seeing a, a simple animated uh, hologram uh, projection. Uh, of how you've recreated the scene of the crime. I'll spend a point in kinetics to uh, do this. Okay. Uh, You see three of the survey team entering the complex through the main door, uh, guns drawn and shooting. They they kill two of the victims in short order uh, before the remaining three uh, rallied and and killed two of their attackers in self-defense. The third uh, attacker was disarmed and then ran away, seizing a claw hammer. As one of the remaining defenders built a bomb to keep the attacker inside, uh, the other was beaten to death in an adrenaline-fueled rage attack. The attacker then struck the fatal blows against the bomb builder you found outside. Uh, The attacker was dosed with the toxin in the uh, fight, and then slew the defender who gave the dose. uh, So that one guy that lived a day longer uh, remained there in the base deterred from leaving because of that bomb un- until he died from the overdose of, of radiation drugs. Jeez. So, it's, oh, so in those geez. personnel files where it says defender, attacker, that, that mm-hmm. is uh, people who attacked their own base versus people who defended themselves from their former uh, compatriots who are attacking them. Okay, so the, so the, the poison victim was someone was like a site was, uh, was attacking the base and was killed by poison from a scientist defending themselves. So it wasn't, they, it wasn't like, there's not bad drugs. It was a science guy that was like, ah, this is how I know how to defend myself. Uh, that does seem likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I am suspicious of our ship after it went haywire, mm-hmm. um, I assume that pretty much all of this data is automatically being saved there, but I would also like to save a copy of this recreation and other data on the personnel to my own bread box. Uh, you mean your head disk? Head disk, bread box, they're in the same place. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, for my data retrieval spend, um, can I uh, be specifically looking for if there was any communication uh, in the systems between the attackers and defenders? 
you can see that there are uh, any their Facebook. <laughs> you see can I that hack their Facebook page. You can see the disputes between crew members. Uh, there is a fuller entry of logs between the team leader uh, and the hostile attitude of Zach McClung, the radiation analyst who uh, was killed by the poison. Uh, McClung comes off as increasingly belligerent, especially uh, after uh, he was ordered to uh, uh, stay away from the bar in town with the, those local squatters. Uh, the search also finds a supplementary statement from Dr. Osborne stating that he may be suffering from substance withdrawal and borderline personality disorders. Mm. Uh, so there is clearly some tension on the base. Sounds like we have a next stop then. Is mm-hmm. is there anyone in this base that is like that knows about this or alive? Or is this just the base? The, like, the base there's... is the only occupants of the base are dead people and you guys. Okay. The defenders and attackers had a hundred percent success rate against each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty impressive. There is that. It's I can uh, this sound it sounds solved. Um <laughs> Well, there's the I mean, we no don't have a motive. We right, don't have yeah. a motive. Um, While you're investigating the bodies, uh, is there a uh, like a field autopsy involved? Autopsies, of course, are done by scanning. Nothing so ugh, gross as scalpels. I assume that's what my forensic anthropology was that I okay. was using before. Yeah, uh, you can see some strange malformations on cortices of the three atta- uh, the prefrontal cortices. Excuse me. Of the three attackers, but the victims have uh, uh, completely normal brains. Okay, so something happened to these guys that made them attack, is the best guess. Mm-hmm. Does. Wait, so you're saying the attackers had something wrong with their brains? The, the attackers yeah. had malformations in their prefrontal cortexes. Okay. So they went ragey or something, shrug. Would. <laughs> Vasmal, my Vasmal, Mister Joestar says that aloud because his actually shoulders are actually they they don't have shoulders, <laughs> like their arms are very small and just kind of come out of the torso. I don't um, say this aloud because it wouldn't make any sense. But would you like to spend that point to try and figure out the cause of the malformation, whether it yeah, be radiation okay. or other idea. direct mutation? Uh, you can see. Uh, uh, looking more closely around the region of the brain, you can see a microscopic subcellular degradation uh, where their headsets touch their temples. Uh, Technological based bridge from computer science, just like what attacked our ship sounds like. Hmm. I'm reminded of the Eclipse Phase game. You can also see that these are not the result of a viral infection, natural or otherwise, this, this damage to the temples. Okay. Almost sounds like a forceful cyborg implant. Yeah, that's a good bet. Everybody look out for technology, but I'm okay, I promise. Uh, you also see scanning their brains that Zach McClun has an internal headset. Oh. Is there any way to tell who's formed first? Who's what formed first? The formations in their brain from the headsets. If like Zach which... McClung's was first because his was internal or anything like that? Like, based on size or... Did they all go crazy at the same time? They appear... The the malformations appear to be uh, of the same size and uh, age. Okay. So, internal or external does not matter. Whatever attacked, attacked. Regardless. However, not being shot uh, means that uh, well, you know, being protected in his head means that McClung's headset is more intact. Would it be worth uh, getting that out? <laughs> well, you don't need to get it out just to get the information out. Yeah. Hey, future, future, get it out. Let's get it out. Future, get Let's it figure out. out. Let's figure it out. Uh, well, it's data retrieval and hasn't done anything lately. I you have you are retrieval. asking the question, yes. Yeah. So, uh, data retrieval shows the onboard storage was corrupted uh, because, you know, of course, neurofeedback scrambles internal headset contents in about 27% of violent deaths. Obviously. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, 
however, you are able to recover a portion of an encrypted message received by Klung a day prior to the incident, so four days ago. Oh, interesting. And with decryption, which I believe you have as well? Yes. Yes. Going to finish the job. Uh, you get a hollow message, or at least a, a reassembled portion of one. A grimy-looking scavenger type looks into the camera. Uh, recoverable dialogue includes the phrases, uh, Crazy reading, Z, right off the scale, and trade you the coordinates for some of that swag we talked about earlier. Okay, so... Whatever the smugglers are... Well, not the smugglers. Whatever the illegal... Archaeology unearthing excavation is unearthing uh, this mm -hmm. guy wanted a slice of it and I would assume that he got a slice of it and it had negative effects I'm curious like he just mentioned like knowing some coordinates are those listed in this log uh which log your like the, the one that he just checked like he the said hollow message uh, that that is in the scrambled bit okay, uh, that is, is. Is of course the, it is is the person's face unscrambled enough that we could recognize you them? You could recognize him, yeah. I mean... Cool. He's he's grimy. Yeah. If he took a bath, he might look different enough to... <laughs> or, you know, had so a low hat. is it one of the people here, but... or is this the person who called No, me? no, this... This does not match any of the eight members of the survey crew. Is this... Is this uh, the hollow disc, or the hollow message that... The person who received it, are they the ones who were known for going to that bar? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's head on to that let's bar then and look for a, a grubby scavenger. <laughs>